Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. And our special guest this week is Mr. Chris Taylor. Oh, actually, I couldn't make it this week, so uh, I'm going to have my special friend fill in for me. Okay. Hey! I'm Perry the Friendly Fire Pit! <laughs> I no. I can you imagine doing like a whole podcast in that voice? Oh God. You would have listeners like, nope, out. <laughs> <Don't subscribe>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never do that voice. No. <laughs> He's gonna do it on minute ninety. I'm gonna do it all the time. <laughs> right? He's gonna do it on minute ninety four. I think it's only ninety three minutes, right, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> So on this one, I want to mention something. Um, we mentioned red a lot. It's one of Tim Burton's colors. Well, first of all, yes. it starts with them walking back from the house. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, they've had memory <laughs> loss. No, they're no, they're already in the well, house. They're, they're, in, they're the house. in the house, and they kind of have memory loss as to how they got to the house. And then it ends with the book for the recently diseased? Question mark. <laughs> now I'd like to go back and mention the color yes. red because we've mentioned the color red a lot but specifically in the last minute it is already ominous and very red like it's taking over the entire atmosphere of the sky and you think of sometimes you think of red as, or at least I do as being full of life if y'all ever watch like American Beauty they hammered that into the ground that red was the color of life and passion Blood. and when you think of um like a corpse, just think of a corpse in your head. They're usually kind of pale, almost blue, definitely cold, right? And blue is a cold color. So I kind of love that we go from intense red to intense blue the moment that Adam steps off. Well, I mean, as, as we'll see later, the afterlife is kind of more colorful, which sort of, he went to even greater effect than Corpse Bride, where the afterlife is like crazy, wacky, colorful, uh-huh. and real life is way more drab. So he's he's going for of, a different thing there. He's going well, yeah, for the opposite yeah. effect in that one. Well, no, but I'm saying in this one, you know, the afterlife is still very colorful. 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 Yeah, sort of right now, I think he's just showing the contrast between their, when they were alive and when they were dead. Mm-hmm. Just in this scene. I think yeah. I think it's basically like adjustment time for them. They have to kind of get used to the idea of being dead. And then everything will start. Because the rest of the movie thing kind of looks normal in their world. Mm-hmm. It's just like right now, after they first die... When them try- with them trying to like suss out what happened, you know that everything is like you know kind of in red or as I call it the bad color because I love the village. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I think why everything is. But what I like is that he's you know he's saying okay, do you, I'm going to retrace our step- steps and he looks out like he's going out the door, mm-hmm. and as soon as you see outside, it's like a matte painting of just really ominous everything like. Outside is just ominosity. And at that point, I would be like, I'm going to go retrace our steps. You know what? Never mind. I'll do that later today when the sky doesn't look like it wants to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) And there aren't worms? Yes, the Shihalud (laughs) for all you Dune fans. Uh, Well, interesting, again, looking at the script. The script actually had an idea of a giant clock world. And that everything in the afterlife is sort of on a different operating plane in time. 
which sort of ties into her lines. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. How long were you gone? Two hours. Because in the script, it makes it a lot more clear that that's how long he was gone just by stepping out for that brief amount of time. Which also explains why it took him six hours to go from the hardware store back to their own house. Mm-hmm. Which I, I also like. It's another interrupted line before he can finish. Like, she, he started saying, you saved my life. But before he can get out life, she interrupts him and says, two hours. You've been gone for two hours. So I like that, again, interrupt. Like, again, Tim Burton's going to be like, totally, that's what I meant to do. Yeah, it's supposed okay. to be very they symbolic of them being dead. I hope so. I really hope that I think that that's something the they difference thought of. That's kind of cool. Between um, this an average movie and above average movie mm-hmm. is that you can watch it more and more or watch it minute by minute, wink, wink, nudge, and discover things you're like, I that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. But if it's a really mediocre movie, you're not going to find some of those things. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really love is the uh, the shot whenever he walks down, like because it's just a great because you know back then there wasn't CG there was they had to worry they had to do everything practically or with stop motion things like that so okay he ends up on in a, a a desert land whenever he walks out of the house so how do you transition from walking out some steps to a desert land they do it by having like showing his feet focusing on his feet and almost like a spotlight mm-hmm. as his feet go down to the ground and then kind of like fades a little bit and then it just shows a shot of him standing in the desert and it's just such a cool shot because it it feels very authentic until you see like the actual desert and see okay it's a desert <laughs> set yeah. but it feels kind of authentic without feeling like it's a gimmick where like oh we got, had to you know we had to hide him walking out this is how we're going to hide it it just feels like this is a trippy thing that's going on and and it's because it he walks trippy. into the camera. That's where the fade comes from. It's not just like a fade on a wide shot. Yeah, it's yeah. because it's his. It's literally like his more, belly yeah. is right there in the camera, and so naturally the camera goes black, and then mm-hmm. you see. Yeah, I love that shot. <laughs> <laughs> and we see the first shot of our worms. Yes. Which apparently they actually the the original worm they scrapped, and then they they built another worm to make it look more beetle juicy. Mm. What did the original worm look like? Did it? Uh, I don't think it was striped. It's probably more like a you know, dune worm. Mm. <laughs> dune worm make versus look, a striped worm. it look worm. less like a graboid. <laughs> <laughs> I know because we haven't seen the, we've just seen its little like back right yeah. now. But I, I just remember as a kid, I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> and then later on, you hey, whenever we actually see it, it'll, it'll, it'll look goofy. It, it's a fun, silly kind of design. But it terrified me. Well, in the cartoon, isn't it like the big bad? Uh, he, he hates. He's scared of sandworms. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. scared of the worms. Um, but yeah, they're not like. I don't think they're the big bad. Well, but, yeah, they're, bad, they're, I mean, they're, they're a thing that he's always like. Whenever they need like a, an antagonist type thing, yeah, usually he's always like he eats sandworms and he's scared of them for some reason. But they look different. I'll get. I'll, I'll get to that when we actually see them like for real yeah. later on. So two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> They finally figure out something's wrong, right? Well, yeah, they, they do the whole, ooh, a ghost in the mirror thing. Okay, here's what I'm wondering. Okay, first of all, this weird situation. Uh, let me back up for a second. I've always wondered if two people who talked in their sleep, if they were in the same room, would they have, like, a real conversation with each other? Because it'd be asleep, but at the same time... You know, you're, it's not like your ears shut off when you know it could be subconsciously you'd have a conversation. So, bringing it to Beetlejuice, I'm wondering if it were 
Adam and, and Barbara at first before before especially Adam before he sees the mirror thing is he thinking he's in a dream what would you be thinking uh. of this what would you personally be thinking of this moment that you stepped out you saw something super trippy and then you came back in and your wife was like uh Great two dream. hours guy they, they could both be thinking for a bit that they're in a dream um mm-hmm. I think the question I, I'd have about this whole thing that I've never really had about, about is what is she doing for the whole two hours because she's she's gone for he's gone for two hours, and we see uh, he she shows him the whole mirror thing. So we're assuming he probably she probably does that with every mirror in the house, yeah. you know, just to see. So I mean, it would, that that probably take maybe ten minutes, especially if you're panicking, rushing through. She sees the book, makes some coffee because originally you said in the script she was going to make some coffee. So <laughs> maybe she still did that. Yeah, maybe he might be thirsty. Maybe we can still have coffee even though we're dead. Who knows? Oh, he can suddenly have the you know walking by a mirror suddenly noticing it's just the cup floating and she just amusing herself like that for two hours and then she's like oh crap I probably should look for my husband let me act like it's a big deal that he's been missing or I mean realistically she probably kept on looking out the door and not seeing him there until like that's why she grabbed him in such a panic because he finally reappeared but actually I like the idea better that she just spent hours like playing with mirrors and being like I wish we owned a video camera because this would be so much fun and just like doing things and then being like oh I probably should see what he's up to. Let me finish <laughs> drinking this pot of coffee that I made for him. Make a new pot. Now now I'll go check on him. <laughs> <laughs> she is so clearly not a reader. Oh my gosh. Because if she if they if either one of them had read the handbook, we wouldn't have the movie. Well that's the thing. That's what she should have done for the two hours. Is <laughs> read the handbook. The handbook exactly. Is like it's I mean it's it's not really in a prominent I mean yeah it's on top of like a stack of magazines, of magazines yeah. but it's not like massively prominent so if you weren't looking for it or knew it was going to be there you probably wouldn't know all the rules of mm-hmm. the afterlife true yeah. but I mean she did walk through the entire house testing <laughs> <laughs> well, all the mirrors up, I mean because obviously the font and everything makes it look like one of those time life uh, kind of things yeah. that you just not give a second glance to I, I, I figured out what she was doing she was playing with the mirrors and she started picking up things like, you know, like the horse, like she's who's here. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she started picking up books and making them flap, like in the opening to Amazing <laughs> Stories. And then she realized, she was like looking at the book and be like, wait, this is new. What, deceased? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. That's what happened. Barbara is fun. Barbara's a fun character. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Shoot. Now, if I was a vampire, what would you do if you were a vampire? Because isn't that a vampire thing, not seeing yourself, your reflection in a mirror? Yep. I mean, how do they not both go, are we vampires? <laughs> That's uh, what that, I would do. They might be thinking that for a second. We're Italian? Every time someone mentions vampires and mirrors, I like it. They get distracted and loving it when he does the whole dance in front of the... Yeah. Is that what you would do if you were a vampire? Totally. Do a little dance in front of the... I would do the what amazing do? stories thing with the book. <laughs> that's, Actually, oh, that's what you would do your entire time as a vampire. As a vampire, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, then I'd be like, well, I guess I probably should go kill some people because I'm a vampire after all. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I have weird theories about vampires that I'm not even going to get into as far as like why I think they wouldn't have a reflection. Uh, but I won't get into that on this. But I do like that. Um, so why do dead people not have? Them? Why do dead people not have Souls. a reflection? Because. Basically, soulless. because it's the soul. The soul is actually what's reflecting. Aww. So, but they seem so eyes, sweet to be soulless. No, because that would just look weird. The soul, not the reflection of <laughs> the, the windows, windows into the soul. Into the soul. No. What I would do? But they're I, so sweet. How can they be soulless? Well, because no, because 
it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their souls have passed on. Their bodies are still. I don't know. They're ghosts. The different <laughs> weird ghost rules that follow in Beetlejuice. Um, I don't know. I do know one thing. I would do if I was a vampire or mm-hmm. a being that didn't have a reflection. I would chew gum and pop bubbles, like in <laughs> Memoirs of an Invisible Man, because that would just be so cool to see. I would not be able to eat anything because you'd see that too. I was, I was gonna say, I'm just, where, where does it where does it end? Yeah, well, no, I'm just completely invisible. become an invisible man. It's just in front, oh, you you're watch, invisible in front, yeah, of, the in mirror, front of the mirror. So how how do those rules work? Oh, that would be nasty. I wouldn't want to see a full length mirror. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> so back to the handbook. You mentioned it was like time lifey. I thought it would look kind of librarian like, you yeah. know, the kind of library book. And kind of 50s because of the clothing on there. I love those. But here's my thing. People have been living and dying, and supposedly the handbook for the deceased has been around since, you know, Aristotle's day. Do you think that they goes back a, what, a generation? Well, would it be a generation if it was the... 80s? No, it would have been the 70s. Well, a generation 60s. to the 50s. A generation yeah. back. Yeah, I was wondering, would, it, would the handbook for the recently deceased always be look like it was one generation back? Either that or, because we're obviously, time works a little differently, maybe it's current That's the to current them, one. Mm-hmm. but obviously by the time it gets here, it's a couple of decades old. A couple of decades old. I like that theory a lot, Barry. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So like, and you know, 2000 to comes up looking like it came out of the 80s. <laughs> Another 30 years it'll be like an app on their ghost phone or something. That'd be, uh, oh, that'd be the worst. that's going to be our <laughs> deceased. Oh. Our deceased uh, handbooks will be see, apps. I already, I already I'll, I'll throw that Wait, no, the our fire. generation, so it won't be that way. But our kids <laughs> will have it on an app. See, I already bemoan the, you know, all of the lack of the lack of actual but I love books for, for video games and phones. Yeah. Something tactile that's Digital. missing in the mm-hmm. world. Tactile. <laughs> Books smell, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So back to Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, I guess that's it. <laughs> oh, no, I was just talking about the... Because well, there are things I was going to point out about the handbook, but we haven't really gotten into that. Because no, we we've just seen we just the handbook did. of the recently yeah. diseased... Deceased. Yeah. Um, which does he have a little bit of a? I think that actually might be his brain kind of trying to deny it at first, mm-hmm. being like diseased, huh? That's oh, deceased. I didn't want to say it, you know, because yeah. he, he, I wouldn't want to believe it. Right. After even though I much prefer you know, to be diseased. After running around in front of a mirror with like books and stuff for four <laughs> days or however long, I would do that. You know that I, I still would be like, well, I'm still alive. I'm sure it's just. The mirror's messed up. That's what's wrong with it. Yeah, it's not me. It. Definitely not me. Yeah. Something's wrong with the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up minute 10 of Beetlejuice Minute by Minute. Yes, it does indeed. Which also wraps up the week. Yes, so week two. So we're going to take a little break for the weekend. And we'll see you back here next week for more Beetlejuice Minute. Bye. 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 Until next time, save us some popcorn and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.